It's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. No, you're right, Rhea. He does sound very good. This is Bob, everybody. Back before he had a stroke. Now we only get about half of that kind of effort. He looks good in this. He looks great in the pictures, actually. Well, now I feel bad for him. I feel bad. I threatened to push him down the stairs before. Oh, Bob. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe he wants his glory days back. That's why he barges his way into the studio and brings the saxophone because he wants the good old days back. Okay. That's very nice. That kind of made my day. But don't worry. Bob will call again with some nonsense and some gibberish and try and checkmate me, and I'll be threatening his life once again. All right, let's see. Vanessa says Bob went from playing the saxophone to his own five-minute political commentary. That's all he used to do. Remember on Mondays, we we named the segment. It was Monday morning sax with Bob. As opposed to, you know, we play on words, sax. It's not Monday morning sex because he probably can't do that either. Well, no, I'm just saying his days are over for that. Men just have to resign to the fact that, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to be 18 forever, gentlemen. You know, I mean, I don't have that problem. I get mine. You understand it? It's that vegan diet. No, I'm serious. You eat the vegans and it's a part of overall health. Um, Vanessa said, I would love to see Bob's voting record. <laughs> well, he called us on Tuesday because we had an election. It was a primary election in Wisconsin, which most of y'all don't know because you didn't vote in it. But he asked us about a candidate down there in Racine, which I knew nothing about. Barbara says, I don't care how cranky Bob can be. He has a heart of gold until he threatens you, Barbara. Bless says Kim Jun-Yoon. Bob needs to stop pronouncing stuff that he can't say. I know somebody said something about his LGBTQIA plus foible. Oh, Eileen. I love Bob, account of the LGBTQP95X. <laughs> That's good. Um, ah, yes, I always wonder if that was Bob. Yes, that was. Christina Classy Girl says, yes, he sounded good. Bob, keep playing. No, 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 he doesn't sound like that anymore. That was in the early 2000s. He doesn't. Play that well now. Okay, enough about that. We got to get back on track here. Okay. So one of the, the biggest hindrances that we have into obtaining a higher level of overall success, and I can judge individual black people on their success, but I think as a whole, if you look at different cities, there's a black neighborhood. 
and the black neighborhood is going to have very similar social conditions. And don't we as Americans want to do something about that? Like, why are we just relegating that as a black people problem? That's not I don't think that's very fair because black people do wonderful things every day for this country. And believe it or not, we don't really like to admit it. Just like how sometimes really big, strong, macho men don't like to admit that they're sensitive. Black folks are really patriotic. We like America. We do. We just don't like what America does. But I think what keeps us hopeful is we know what America could be. We are, for better or for worse, we have a lot of complaints, but we we love this country. We do. We love it. We complain about it because we love it. We know it can do better. And we just want this nation to live up to its full potential. And it's not. I now can see how a teacher or a mentor can get really frustrated with a young person because you see their potential and they're not living up to it. You know that they can be great and they can do great things, but they keep doing stupid things. They keep falling off course. They keep straying from their path. And it's very frustrating. I think that what you see with us and what you hear, and we express it all the time. It's in our creativity. It's in our art. It's in our dance, it's in our lyrics and our poetry, our frustration with this nation. If I'm looking at the things that that we still lack, that is me trying to narrow down and drill down on the focus of where we need to put our collective effort because we know that our collective efforts can become accomplishments, accomplishments that are so monumental that we are the blueprint for other marginalized groups and other minority groups to obtain some rights and some freedoms and to have liberty as well. But we got to get back on course because the fight is not over. Education is extremely important, but it's way more complicated than just getting a degree. I'm not here to have the debate on whether we tell young African-Americans to go into the trades. I'm going to tell you why I don't like that conversation because some young black men, they don't want to be a carpenter. Some young black men don't want to be a plumber. Some young black men don't want to do HVAC. Some young black men don't want to be electricians. But for those that do, you got to have a, an interest in those things. Because I don't. we tell black men what to do all the time. Name me another group in this nation that we boss around more than black men. Even our women tell us what to do. There's not another group that we boss around. And black women, they get bossed around, too. They got the double-edged sword. They're black and they are women. Like, they get, like, their their hair is a big thing. Like, black women can't wear hair. And there's other discriminatory things as well. But at least black women have us to boss around. You see what I mean? So even us as black men get told what to do by our women. Nobody tells The police tell us what to do. The criminal justice system tells us what to do. These zero tolerance policies that we have in public education. You never hear about these stories where like a child has got like a fingernail clipper in their backpack and they expel the child for bringing a weapon to school. They are trying to not just modify our behavior, but control it. They preempt our behavior because there is this, this innate understanding that black men are just born violent. The story I tell all the time, I read it many, many years ago. For some reason, I cannot find this article, but I'll never forget the story. Sometimes you read things, you never forget them. 
it was 1988 or 89 in Detroit, Michigan, and they were installing metal detectors and these solid metal doors in public schools all over the country in predominantly black neighborhoods. Now, if you remember that time, there was a crack epidemic going on. We were leading up to the 1994 crime bill. There's a lot of gang violence, and the gang violence, of course, wanted to control the territory in which they could sell this new form and highly addictive and inexpensive form of cocaine because when America de-industrialized and all the firms in the assembly, assembly plants and the manufacturing went overseas in search of cheap labor, it left black men essentially out in the cold. We still got bills. We still had families to support. A lot of people sold drugs, especially if you didn't have any opportunities where you live because the opportunities they brought your fathers and your grandfathers to the industrial Midwest were gone. Here comes cracks. We sell crack. And it became mechanized. You got to control territory to sell crack. And, of course, there was going to be gang violence because this gang working as a cooperative could control this territory where they all could make money. And there was a freshman who was walking home from school in Detroit where they had recently started installing these solid metal doors and metal detectors in schools. Not because we had a problem with school shootings, ladies and gentlemen. As a matter of fact, black schools have always been relatively free of guns, which is almost counterintuitive, isn't it? Because there's so many guns in a community, and I can give you a thousand and one stories and examples of how we shoot each other out on the streets, but we don't shoot in schools. Here's the thing. Even if we could shoot in schools, we still don't. So this child is walking home from their school in Detroit, walking home by themselves, and there's a gang shootout. And the child who's just walking home is caught in the crossfire of the gang shootout. And where the child was, they were about halfway between home and school. And so the child then ran back to the safest place that they know. And what I found fascinating and ironic about that story is that most of us would run home. This child ran back to the school because of all of these security measures that existed in his school, that is where he felt safest. They invested hundreds of thousands of dollars of making schools in central cities fortresses because they were under the assumption that black children, especially black boys, would be violent and would bring all sorts of weaponry to school. That has never been the case, but that's just another example of how they these preconceived notions of black men and black boys, because you don't put metal detectors in schools and solid metal doors because of the girls. It's because of us. But it kind of broke my heart where that child who was walking home from school and was caught in a shootout between rival gangs saw their school as the safest place in the neighborhood, saw it, even safer than their home, but schools are also a pipeline to prison. That child feels safer in a dwelling that is an established pipeline to prison. I have some information here about African-American college degree attainment. I want people to get bachelor's degrees. I want people to get master's degrees. I want people to get PhDs. I want people to be scientists, technologists. I want people to be engineers and mathematicians because I don't know if you noticed, 
But the world is becoming so technologically advanced that these are going to be the only fields of study left. Now, look, I get it. You need a plumber for the toilet and the sink. Got to have that. Got to have the trades. But do not try and funnel what you believe are generally lazy, shiftless and unintelligent black boys into those trades. We should be long past needing to work with our hands. When are you going to tell black boys to work with their brains? And that's why when I hear this talk about the trades, that is for young boys that already have an interest in it. Some kids like carpentry. And I want them to have every opportunity to be a carpenter. Some kids are naturally inclined toward uh, HVAC and welding and all of those things. But to think that black boys can't think and can't be uh, doctors and dentists and lawyers and have those kind of professions is disrespectful. Because as a black man that spent some time being a black boy, I remember it all too well. Everybody tells you what to do because there is an understanding that you are unable or you are inept to think for yourself. And whenever a black man does something on his own that might go counter and contrary to the expectations, y'all have a fit. I want us to get more advanced degrees, but it's not it's not about getting a job necessarily. But the more you know, the easier the world can be to navigate. But if you are an African-American and you get a higher degree, it's, it's not even about getting a job. You have to love something. You have to love something so much that you want to know everything about it. You want to study. You want to know its history. You want to know its impact and its implications. And you want to know how you can wear this thing that you love like a coat of armor. Then jobs will come to you. That's the difference. Instead of applying for jobs, if you become an expert in something, there are people willing to pay you a whole bunch of money because you found this thing that you love and you studied it so intensely that you become the E word. An expert. Then you ain't got to apply. People just send you offers. I want more of us, especially black boys and black men, to experience that. Hey, let's bring in our expert, Jamal McMillan. Jamal, come in with an afro. We're in a daishiki. Got a whole bunch of initials behind his name and a DR in front of his name. I want more of that. When an African-American man in particular gets an education, remember black women even outpace us there. I don't know how, what happened in black women got all these degrees and all this education. They just left us behind. They? And now look, and now they don't want us because we don't have as many degrees as they have. It's crazy, right? But what people will tell you, especially those who have made the journey, African-Americans and African-American men in particular who have made the journey through higher education, they tell you that the education and the things that you learn in the classroom do not teach you nor prepare you for the racial discrimination that you will face. And it's, and it's more dead, deadly, dangerous, cunning when you're in academia because you're with really smart people. Very intelligent, critically thinking people. And it doesn't erase their negative racial stereotypes, bigotry and proclivities. It just makes them much more covert. So when you are black and it really is with anything, black men will tell you even in the trades, the racism they deal with, even in the in the factories, they'll tell you. So you can know your job real good in the trades. You can be a plumber, an electrician. You do HVAC. You're very good. In fact, other people on the job will come to you. They'll come to the black man because he's very, very good but they're still incredibly bigoted. And I think that is what is missed a lot of times when African-Americans get into higher education and they get a master's degree or they get a PhD. They think that they may have educated themselves above other people's racism. Now, granted, 
the higher up you go, the academic ladder, the less overt racism there is. But the system is firmly in place in this nation. And the only evidence you need of that is there's a black community in every city, over 500,000 people where people are poor, where there's a whole bunch of police and a whole bunch of crime and a whole bunch of shooting. So you can never educate yourself above that system that still creates disparity amongst black and white people still to this day. Take a break, come back and talk about what makes a good neighborhood. I got a list of things and I want you to do a comparison and a contrast of these things that I have on this list of what makes a tr- says a truly great neighborhood. So not just a good neighborhood, a truly great neighborhood. Do you have those things in your neighborhood? And if not, why not? And what can we do to make sure that all of our neighborhoods match what is on this list of truly great amenities in a neighborhood? You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017. If you haven't done so already, download the free 1017 The Truth app, and you can stream this program and all the programs across our lineup right to your smartphone or other mobile device. I'll be back shortly. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. naming our impactful white singers yesterday. I don't think anybody said George Michael. George Michael, he's been one of us. Well, he's dead now. But we love George Michael. Careless Whisper is one of the coldest ballads ever recorded. That song, even to this day, is beautiful. We didn't know. I shouldn't say this. Oh, he's Greek. Well, was Greek, he's dead now. But once a Greek, always a Greek, I guess. Even if you're dead, you're still a Greek. He came out the closet, I don't know, at some point. And then all the songs, all the ballads, he sang, we realized he was singing to a man. That's whatever. It's fine. I got to talk to y'all about something. I still want to get into the home ownership disparity because this is something that we still need to be focused on. You know, a generation or well, two generations ago, we had to focus on, you know, open housing and being able to vote and have federal protections for our humanity and eliminating, you know, disparities or not disparities, but segregation of public accommodations like whites only, blacks only. We had to get rid of all that. So it was easy to focus on that because it was just glaring in front of our faces how unfair America was. But then when we got that legislation passed, we kind of became individuals and we've fallen away from the collective but we still collectively as black people are lagging behind. So home ownership is certainly one of those things. I want to get to these numbers in a second, but then also we lag behind in higher education, which I really believe is our key, our future and our salvation. I also don't want people to just tell black boy, just go be a plumber for black boys that want to plumb. Is that what plumbers do? You plumb, right? I guess because HVAC is, Heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. Electricians do electrical work. If you're a plumber, you plumb. Fine. But just don't tell black boys what to do because that just, it's a stereotype that we just are aimless, that we don't know who we are, or what we're doing. We're just going to be out here causing problems and mayhem. That may be the case, but here's the thing if we're concerned about the black experience and eliminating the disparities and wanting black people to just do better in general, why ain't you telling women to be a plumber? 
I get mad at that. Why not? Women can do everything a man can do. Go plumb, lady. I would love it if I needed a plumber, and I had to call a plumber before. You own a house, you're going to have a stopped-up sink, and that's that's a horrible thing. I had it, my kitchen sink, and then you pour Drano in there, and now you got a puddle of muddy water, and your house smells like Drano chemicals. Oh, it's bad. I would love it if I called a plumber and a, and a woman showed up wearing a pink chiffon dress and a hat, and she had a light southern accent. Hello. Well, hello there, sir. Did you call a plumber? I sure did, ma'am. Well, your plumber is here. Just tell me where the problem is. I would love that. This is not a plumber pornographic movie in my mind. However, a lot of adult films do start with a man coming over to fix a lady's pipes. Listen. I don't care what race she is. I want more women to be involved in the trades, too. Or if I uh, need some electrical work done. But the woman who has an electrical firm, and I'm sure there are some. I wish that we heard from more women-owned trades businesses so you guys can be an example for young girls that might be interested in the trades. What if we are missing a whole cohort of young Black women or minority women or women of color that actually want to be in the trades, but we like think it's only for boys. So those girls are being denied something that they truly love. Right. There's some women that might want to do HVAC. But if I happen to call, you know, I need some electrical service. Maybe I got an outlet or something that ain't working. or I want to, I don't know, install another outlet in my garage so I can have a fast charger for my electric vehicle. But I think the woman that does the electrical work, She'd be a lot more butch than the plumber. The plumber lady be, oh, she'd be so feminine. Well, hello there, Mr. Hughes. I hear you need your sink to be unclogged. Well, I surely is glad you called me. Now, where can I set my hat? Would you happen to have a mint julep? She's a very pleasant lady. But the electrician lady, she knocked on the door like this. You in there? You need some electrical work? Hi. I'm Gretchen. Called an electrician? All right. Where is it? And her butt crack is showing. That's what I did. No, it's just there's a diversity of women. I love all women. Women are wonderful. Women are great. Women are better than men. You guys deal with a lot of things. You deal with us. When you take away all the other causes of death, stroke, heart attack, um, diabetes, complications from diabetes, all that stuff. You know what the number one killer of women is? Us. Just us. For men, like there's like 30 things that kill us more rapidly than women do. Women, women do kill us, but not like we kill them. So I got to give women a lot of credit. You got to deal with... Isn't that crazy that your number one cause of death is also what can make you happy and give you a family. <laughs> it's such an irony. I saw something on the internet yesterday, which are always famous last words, that women are attracted to men that are scary, right? Or, or intimidating, or that are frightening, right? Don't women like men who are tall? That's intimidating. Don't women like men who have muscles? Muscles are intimidating. Like the whole beauty and the beast thing. Like women want the beast that is loyal to them 
and will fight the other beasts. A man who has status, that's intimidating. You can scare off other men. So a man who is tall, muscular, has status. Money doesn't hurt either because money can be extremely intimidating. Women want a beast that is loyal to them. So they have to be with men that are scary that also may kill them. But you keep your fingers crossed that he won't kill you. I find that fascinating because I think it's true. They even showed it was a study where a woman would prefer a man who was overweight and had muscles to a man who was skinny, thin and had none. Because the overweight man with, mu- with muscles has the ability to be more intimidating, where the skinny man with no muscles just can get pushed away with a gust of wind. Fascinating. However, I digress. I am here to eliminate racism. Ultimately, that's what I want to do. I want every human being to be seen for who they are and their natural potential and talent. And we as human beings need to recognize that potential and talent comes in all different forms. It comes in all different shapes. It comes in all different sizes. Sometimes potential and talent is shaped like Lizzo. It is. Sometimes it's shaped like Adele. But in order for us to do that, we have to eliminate all of the isms. Ladies and gentlemen, if there is homophobia or transphobia, there's going to be racism. Ladies and gentlemen, if there is sexism, there's going to be racism. If there is ageism, there's going to be racism. So it's not that I'm telling you to change who you are or what you do. I just want you to think differently. I want you to let this incubate. If you are a black person and you're engaging in any of the isms, the homophobia, the transphobia, the sexism, the ageism, by you engaging in those isms, you are further strengthening racism. If y'all think for a moment that we can live in a nation where there is no racism, and most black people would tell you that racism sucks. Like, oh, we got to get rid of it. Okay, I agree with you. But we also have to fight and to work to get rid of all the other isms. Because if you think that racism is going to be eliminated and then we can just be sexist or homophobic or transphobic, et cetera, et cetera. That's not that's not how that works. You have to get rid of all of them. If you have cancer forming on the top of your kidney and it's beginning to spread, it's starting to wrap around your liver, your pancreas, your stomach and your esophagus. You think that you're doing okay just because you got rid of the cancer on top of your kidney. You have to get rid of all of it. Isms are a cancer. And if we want to end racism, this is why this thing gets so difficult. Because you begin to lose black folks when you tell them that they can't be prejudiced or bigoted against other groups. It's almost like we get some form of unusual comfort in hating somebody else. We need somebody to look down on. And this is the strategy that they did with white Southerners. They got white Southerners who had nothing, no money, no land, no hope, no future and no job and told them, well, at least you're better than these blacks. Once you give someone someone else to look down on then someone above you can oppress you both so if we believe that we can eliminate racism which we can't do by the way 
We're not equipped for it. We're not willing to put in the work because we have to eliminate all of the isms. We need a broad, big, beautiful coalition of the gays and the straights and the old and the young and the able-bodied and the disabled. We need blind people. We need people to play wheelchair basketball. Is there traveling in wheelchair basketball? Do they dribble? Rhea, would you happen to know the answer to that? Or can you just put the ball on your lap and just wheel? Because if you just if there's no traveling, wheelchair basketball, do they have to dribble? Or they just put the ball on their lap? Don't why are you covering your face? I don't know why people are not able to deal with my intellectual curiosity. But I'm saying I want them in a coalition too. I want the wheelchair people to roll up like, yeah, we're here to join the coalition. I'm like, come on up here. Did y'all get good parking spots? I'm like, yeah, we sure did right in front. Bet. I want. I, that's what I want. That's the America that I want. But I'm living in one where we hate all these different people. That's so stupid. We got to get rid of all the isms, okay? And then, then we'll have the coalitions that we need to start breaking down some of the disparities. Who else I want? I want some they thems. I do. What else I want in a coalition? Rhea, don't say that. You know that I'm easily distracted now. I want the people to to do cosplay. You ever see people sometimes they just put pointy ears on? You ever see those people? They just wear pointy ears and they have tails. They just wear t- I want them people. I want the church people. I want the atheists. I want the Catholics. I need the Jews. The Jews, we used to work together. Remember when the black people and the Jews were homies? I don't know what happened. Why do we lose our Jews? The Jews, when they came to America after World War II, because Europe sucked and Europe was bombed out. There was nothing over there. And so a bunch of them came over here. Do you know that a lot of them joined the civil rights movement? Because they're like, yeah, we've seen this kind of oppression before. Let us help you. We're like, cool. In fact, two of the three civil rights workers, if I'm not mistaken, that were killed in Mississippi were Jewish. They would come and they would help us. But then the Jews just said, like, ah, we're done with you blacks. And we were like, fuck, because, you know, black folks is ornery. We don't need you. No way. Then go. We broke up with the Jews. I wonder who ended that relationship. Because when the Jews came to America, they, they became white. But some of them were just like, no, we want to help the black people. But then when America allowed the Jews in, they're like, you know, you don't really have to. You're not really minorities like that over here. But they're like, no, we want to be in the civil rights protests and the marches. And they were with us. And then we lost them. How, how are black and Jewish relations? I've got my own relationship with the Jews. What I learned about the world and about business, I learned as much from Jewish people as I did from black folks. And I think it was out of a sense of sympathy. They're like, oh, Shervin, let me show you how to start an LLC. The Chaim. I love the Jew. I grew up with a Jewish guy named Jeff Kelman. He wasn't a real, no, I shouldn't say he wasn't a real Jew. Like their Hanukkah, they didn't do seven gifts. They just got one. And they didn't put up a menorah. They put up a Christmas tree. <laughs> but they were Jewish, though. Okay, I'm going to take a break before I get too big at it. But I can talk about all these different groups of people because I simply love everybody. I just want people to get over their ignorance. I want us all to come together in one big mess 
of Jews and blacks and people that only speak Spanish and people playing wheelchair basketball and they thems and people that have tails and have pointy ears and people that do cosplay and people and women that have mustaches. I want everybody to be in this big group because that's what America is. We're just a big old group of misfits. And that's what I love about this country. The truth was sure when he was to be right back. Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin-Hughes will be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin-Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. so much for everybody getting along. Wayne says, Sherwin, there are a number of developed countries where serving time in the military is a requirement. I think the United States would be far less inclined to participate in more like activities if that was the case here. You know, I've gone back and forth about that, Wayne, because I look at the discipline that is lacking. And I said, you know, having, tell your kids to go into the military instead of trying to funnel them into the trades or whatever. Because that's a noble career. Like being a military officer, being a career military person, like that's fantastic. Now you might go to war, but, you know, there's a good and the bad. I had never, that was probably one of the times where I got, that and when I disagree with what, not disagree with Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick had other motives for doing what he was doing, which I still stand on. And y'all just got duped by, by whatever he was doing. But So between my disagreement with how Colin Kaepernick handled the whole kneeling thing and when I encouraged my listeners at the time to send their kids to the military, holy smokes, did y'all get mad at me? And I actually talked about this exact same subject like a couple of months ago. So for like two hours on my three-hour show, y'all berated me. How could you tell our kids go fight for this racist country. Y'all going on and on and on. And then the last hour, our black vets called and you hurt their feelings. They're like, because of the military, I learned a trade. I got a skill. I traveled the world. I speak another language. I got retirement benefits. I got veterans benefits. I got health care benefits. They were shocked that so many of our people were anti-military. I think it's great for some people go and get that structure and get that discipline. I know I couldn't do it. And I'm from the era where military recruiters would show up at your high school and try to recruit you right out of high school. I maybe went and met with a military recruiter once because they are salesmen, or at least they used to be. They don't tell you like all the details of it. Oh, sure. When we were here, want a sandwich here? Have a sandwich. Here, are you thirsty? Here, have a drink. No, the life in the army is going to be fantastic. It's going to be a part part of a community, like a brotherhood and a sisterhood, the comrades, and it's you're gonna have comrades forever, and it's gonna be a wonderful thing. It's like a family, and you have all this pride and patriotism, and you're gonna learn about yourself. Sure, when you can be all you can be. I'm over here eating this sandwich. I'm like, mm, that sounds like a lot of fun. But if I'm not mistaken, I think it was my parents that talked me out of it. Look here, security, Mike. Listen, man. Listen, I don't want no smoke now. It's Friday now. I don't want no smoke. What's up, buddy? 
Come on with you, you. Yeah, I can hear hey, you. Man, yes, yesterday, yesterday you dissed this caller when he, he brung up, uh, you know, you in the jazz? Yes. Okay, Michael Franks is a jazz singer, man. And he legit. <laughs> Pull him up. Dude, dude's legit, man. This I'm is over Michael jazz. Franks, the jazz singer? That's what you want yeah, smoke Mike, about? Yeah, yeah, dude, dude brought up Michael Franks, and you like, this him. who is he? You don't know nothing. So I said, man, maybe Sherman don't know nothing about jazz jazz music. Uh, he's a jazz singer. Uh, he, I put him in the lines of uh, Gino Vanelli. You ever heard of Gino Vanelli? No. Man, you never heard of Gino Vanelli either? <laughs> Have you heard of man, you, Boney James? Boney James, that's a saxophone player. But I'm Have you heard of Jeff Lorber? Marion Meadows? I've heard Ryan. of all. I can't know every jazz singer, man. Ryan, Ryan Simpson, uh, yeah, Jeff Loverfruz and all that. Uh, yeah, it's all, he, he legit, though. Just pull him up. Michael Franks, man, if you haven't heard any of his tunes, Michael Franks legit. And it's like some laid-back type music. Busting the CGs and just let it ride. Oh. I'm serious, man. Just busting the CD and let it ride. Michael Franks, greatest hits. Get that one. That's, that's the one I got. Michael Franks, greatest hits. Legit. I'm gonna have to take your word for it, security Mike. Yeah, lay laid back music, man. I'm serious. Michael Franks. I wouldn't lie to you. I'm sorry, what's his name again? What did it say one more time? Michael Franks. Michael Franks. Okay. Michael Franks. Michael Franks. Michael Franks is his name. Spell Michael Franks. Sound. Spell, spell how it sounds. And you dissed me the last day wouldn't even take my call when I was talking about that speech. Yeah, I can't do the speech no more. I know, I know. They got the people got their minds made up. And it ain't going to take us to our depths if Trump get back in there because he hollering dictatorship. That that top 2025 project, that's they, the dictatorship, man. Now, if you got Negroes buying the Donald Trump tennis shoes, then you know they all this. They're stupid. That's, our, that's a stereotype and racist right there, too. <laughs> Brothers like tennis shoes, let me, and then he's selling them for $400. <laughs> Come on, man. Must ball I play. Like, there's no way I buy anything associated with a Donald Trump. Amen. That dude is racist, man. And them shoes look. I, I'm a low top wearing guy. I always hoop. I always wore low tops anyway. Not no high top sneakers like that. But dude, hollering three hundred dollars. That's just a money grab. That's all that is. Exactly. Yep. All Keep right. up the good work, Sean. Thank you. Appreciate yep, yep. your call. All right then. Okay then. Michael Franks, huh? I don't know what they hear. Let me see if I close this. Okay. I'll close this out here too. I don't know what y'all did. Y'all took away my ability to play YouTube videos. Rhea has Dr. Ken. Has he used the YouTube? He has not used it. That's because they took it away from us. Here, I'm going to do all the things that I did before. Here we go. Here we go. Wait, oh, wait, wait. See, it's not playing. Uh oh, oh, Lord, I just pushed the button and something was flashing. Oh, sweet Lord. Did I knock us off the air? What'd I do? Help! I didn't do nothing. Can you still, is everything still going? Can y'all hear me still? It's a button over here that's flashing. What if I push it? Oh, no. It's Stop says, pushing buttons. Rhea, I don't know which button. There's something that's flashing over here. Well, you can't do nothing about it. You don't know nothing about it. But I'm trying to can't play the michael franks look right here see that right there this button says take should i be flashing or should i push this here Just keep it on active, keep it on active? What are you 
I'm trying to play this, and that's Michael Franks. He looks like a serial killer. Oh, is he oh look at all those. Oh, I screwed up, didn't I? Uh, no. You know what that's supposed to be set on? Uh, I, wonder if we have our own I don't want Kyle to come down here. I don't. Kyle, stay where you at. We'll figure it out, please. Those look like other stations. Oh. Oh. That's never flashing. I know that much. So it probably should be on active because I would notice if something was flashing. Oh, I have my own dump button. I didn't know that. So I can cuss and I can censor myself. Unless they. What is that? But it's not playing, though. And then the volume is up here. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It used to work. Maybe you should go back in the producer studio. You know the people that seen you on the camera. You don't like that. Y'all didn't see Rhea? I totally forgot Rhea was on the camera. She don't ever want to be on the camera. Rhea got caught. Got caught slipping. All right. I got to take a break. I'm, I'm wasting everybody's time right now. I really have legitimate things to talk about. Seriously. I'm trying to play this Michael Franks. He doesn't look like he would be a good musician. He looks, he looks creepy. All right. Well, that's not working. That's not working. I'm going to turn this back to off. The truth was sure when he was on 1017 FM, it'll be 1017 FM frequency modulation. FM will be right back. The Truth with Sherwin-Hughes returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Let's talk to. Hello, Linda. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, Professor? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How can we help you today? Good morning. Good morning. Good comrade brand. Good morning, Keith Nation, and all the good black, black and, and white, white people, people of Milwaukee. Milwaukee. You don't have to do an Ooh. intro, Linda. You really don't. It's not necessary. But I want to send love to the good black and white people in Milwaukee. Well, then send love okay. by having a okay. comment that is helpful to people. That's how you send love. 
Well, I have seven uh, this morning. Uh, when you were talking about the community, I hope you have my African school in there. I think I just broke my headphones. Uh, and also, when you talk about second-class citizens, I was reading something last night, and basically I agree with the person who's saying this, that a whole America is second-class citizens. You know, because when you look at the global perspective of where America sits and how it, it treats its citizens compared to other countries, uh, we, 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 yeah, we are second-class citizens as a country because of the disrespect of the working class that um, burdens this country. And we don't give a break. The people don't get a break. In other countries, they get a break. You know, free medical care. Uh, you know, they take a break, and during their work hours at 3 o'clock, you get to get three hours of, you know, mental break. I'm just saying all the benefits, okay? But Those are only a research. few Western European countries that are homogeneously I, white. Just, that ain't the rest of the world. You know, we actually have it good because let me give you an example. There's a country called Israel. They kill babies over there. So we have it. We, as bad as we think we have it, other countries have it worse. There's a place called Russia where they literally murder their political opponents. Trump wants to do that, but we actually don't do that here. So if we compare ourselves to other countries. We have no, it way but We it. have indoor plumbing, Linda. We have medicine and healthcare. Might and, not be affordable, but at least we have it. I'm just talking about. I'm talking about the, the burden of, of of the working class and how we really, uh, you know, finance this country. But let me move on. That was just my opinion, my comment. But let me move on. Uh, I want to say, since this is Freaky Friday. Um, I was also learning last night, you know, how everything is becoming, you know, kind of artificial, not real. We got, you know, artificial food and stuff. Well, and we got AI, whatever. Well, I learned last night that uh, they're, they're working on augmenting uh, and reinvigorating the penis and the vagina. Linda, this is why you can't vagina. have an African school. <laughs> I am real. I'm real. I just keep it real. And that's why children resonate with me because I keep it real. And we can't, you know, deny or uh, uh, um, ignore what is reality. These are the things that are real and coming into their reality. So I'm just saying they take the fat from the male stomach and they put it, they align it to the penis. And then they... Uh, take fat from the female's stomach and they re uh, augment her vagina to that of a virgin. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a good weekend. <laughs> I don't. Oh, she hung up. How do we take Linda's dedication to educating our young people seriously when she calls? And says that because she started off by saying, oh, you know, I hope you make mention of my African school. First of all, I don't know if Linda should have a school because Linda can't cook. You got to teach these children how to cook because cooking is not something a woman should know how to do. Only a man should know how to cook, too, because it's a life skill. Somebody once told me if you know how to eat, you should know how to cook. Linda can't cook. Because it's Freaky Friday.
Why don't you get your minds out of the gutter? This is why we can't have nice things. I try to stay on task. What? What is it, Rhea? Rhea, come back in here. So right now, Rhea left the producer studio. She went out into the Third Street Market Hall to get several bags of food that LT just dropped off. I don't know what it is. I wasn't even expecting him. I didn't place an order with him. I don't know what food he is, bro. But LT has been doing that for years. He brings us food. So Rhea couldn't even carry it all. So I wonder what it is. I know she made a face like she was shocked. So I wonder what what he brought us. And I need to. I just got fitted for a tux. I bought a tuxedo. I'll tell you all that. And I don't want to eat all this food and then not be able to fit into my tux. In fact, I got to go pick it up today. Rhea, where are you? And what did he bring? Like, I can't do anything right now. I can't, I'm supposed to go on take a break because, you know, at the end of the hour, I got to take a break. I got to actually take the break right now, but I can't because Rhea's not in the studio. All right, fine. I'll just continue going here. I do want to give you guys the amenities that make a, what does it say here? Make neighbor, Things that make neighborhoods great. I ha, you guys got to let me go over that because if I get distracted, I won't, I won't be able to share that with you. Okay, I got to take a break. The Truth For Sure When He Was, will be right back. 